how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, brought to you by MSOTD Rocks, where rock and metal thrive. Wishing you guys a very happy Thursday, for it is December 17th, and my God, this is one of the two classic Chord Progression Podcast guests that we have on the show today, and I'm super excited for you guys to listen to this one because he is the frontman for the band Kingdom Collapse, and with what they've done in 2020, the trajectory for this band is going sky high, and it does not plan on stopping in 2021. So please get ready as we talk about all that happened in 2020 for Kingdom Collapse and what to expect from them in 2021. So please welcome our conversation with Jonathan Norris of Kingdom Collapse. Are you guys ready? Kingdom Collapse Army, are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast, I do not believe this man needs an introduction because this is his third, count it, third time on the podcast, <laughs> but screw it, I'm going to give him one anyway. He was the second ever interview I had on this podcast and the first ever interview we put on YouTube with a whole entire video behind it. And if you look at my place right now, I'm you're not going to see it very well, but there is a drum head right there. Oh, I to the see dist- it. Next to the disturbed signed vinyl that is signed by him. And they came out with a new single this year called Uprise, which absolutely blew up on Sirius XM Octane. And they got more fun stuff in store for us. So please welcome from Kingdom Collapse back for the third time, Jonathan Norris. What's up, Kevin? <laughs> that is probably the most exciting intro I have ever given so far. So yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. How's life going down there in San Antonio right now? It's been good, man. Just uh, been doing a lot of writing, like, you know, staying, staying safe from everything going on, I guess. Uh, getting ready for this new album and, and all that. Oh, I know everyone's going to be super excited for that as well, especially what happened with Uprise and just seeing what's been happening with the band going forward as well. And one thing I do want to bring up to everybody is, This was right before the pandemic hit, like three days before everything got shut down in the entire country. Like that weekend beforehand, I think it was like March 13th, 14th, and 15th. Kingdom Collapse is on this little run in the upper Midwest. And there was some concerns like, okay, is what's going on with COVID-19? No one knew. Is it safe to go to a bar? Is it safe to go to like a live music venue? And these guys are playing just outside of Chicago, Illinois. And I'm like, you know what? I don't give a crap about any of that right now because I got to see these guys live. And I am so happy I did because it was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Like what you said, no one really knew what this thing was or like what was going to happen. It was so like, it was so bizarre that the whole world was shutting down. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, dude, it was fun. Um, getting out there into Chicago for the first time and, and, uh, playing for everyone and and seeing a bunch of people that have, you know, supported us over the last several years. Yeah. Cause even like there's a couple of people at that show that all of a sudden, like I'm sitting down there and people are coming up like saying, Hey, you know, what are you here for? I'm like, I'm here to see kingdom collapse. And all of a sudden I'm starting to meet three or four different people that are there specifically just to see you guys that are super big fans. And they're telling me like, Oh, this is how I got into the band. This, that, this, that, this, that it's like, well, how'd you get in the band? I was like, 
Well, there's this big Disturbed fan named Kathy Miller that got me connected with the band, and I've interviewed him on a podcast twice, and I'm like, I was super happy about it. Also, shout out to Kathy Miller, because Kathy, you're awesome. Yeah. So it was fun just being able to like talk to people that not only knew you guys from, because being an independent band from Texas at the time, knowing you from like where I was in the country because I'm from Milwaukee. I'm driving to Chicago. And the person that I, one of the biggest people I talked to that was a big Kim Clapson was from even further North than I was in Wisconsin. I'm like, and you know, this band. Damn. Yep. Yeah. I remember Bradley was there. Yeah. It was uh, Brad. We had uh bill. Um, we had, let's see who else did we have? I mean, dude, several people, but yeah, dude, it seems like the Midwest, like, really loves us and and sometimes i feel like we're bigger in the midwest than we are down here in like you know texas and the, the south gulf coast i've actually talked to a good number of people about that on the podcast as well and it seems like really where when it comes to well when live music comes back when people go on tour usually where they end up going is like to a couple of certain spots and like texas is always one of them florida is always its own animal on itself the northeast and the midwest and the midwest consistently due to the fact that Again, I've been to many different shows up here in the Midwest to the point where you go to concert halls and there are just different bands, like three different acts from three different genres. And whatever the rock and metal show is that night is always the one that's the most packed, the most rowdy, the most fun, and usually goes starts the earliest and ends the latest. So yep, usually yep. get the best stuff out of that. Hell yeah. And I miss that too much, man. Is it too much? Dude, yeah, I'm ready for, for everything to return. But But, uh, I would say so, especially with how you guys have tackled this pandemic in terms of how you went from where you were right at the beginning, like right when I saw you at that live show on March 14th to now, because it seems like with what has happened with the band, holy crap, you guys are just on this upward trajectory that is not stopping right now. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Yeah, we released Uprise in May and um, dude, it, it blew us away. Um, you know, charted on Billboard on the Billboard Rock Top 40. Um, stayed in the top 40 for nine weeks. It was several weeks most played on Octane. Um, got on like the Rock Hard play the playlisting on like Spotify and Music Choice and like all these things. And we're like, dude, it's getting played everywhere. <laughs> I remember because I still remember when it came out too because you mentioned it to me and then you sent to me early and I'm like okay I want to listen to this thing and I literally went just back to Facebook just to pull up what I wrote back and I think it was like late April for this and I said perfect thank you I just got done listening to the song and holy shit dude I haven't heard something that sounded like this since Three Days Grace released One X back in 2006 your vocals have even a bit of that Adam Gantier hard rock sound in them again holy shit get this bad boy on Sirius XM Octane and you have and you guys have yourselves a hit. Like that was straight I'm reading it right now. Foreshadowing. And then even like went from even further. I'm like right from the get go up to first I got the same feeling I got when I listened to a couple of songs that same the same year from earlier in the year. Songs like Above My Head by Players and Erase Me by Bank Them Suffer and listening to a song of Papa Monster from last year. It was a song that just hit me instantly and one I know will end up listening to for a long time. I mean, it literally took two minutes, two listens to to add to my watch list for the best songs of the year at the end of the year. Like, it took two listens 
The only song that's gotten a quicker listen track on that to get to a list on that for me has been Popular Monster by Falling in Reverse. Like it just went. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yours did it in two. Dude, yes, man. Thank you so much. It's yeah, it just came together and, and felt right. It was like this one. This is a single right here. We're gonna push this one. So what you was know? it? I'll say. Did you guys write this one back? earlier before this whole entire thing started or was this something that came together during this whole entire lockdown with the pandemic uh it was way before all of this um it was not written about anything that happened this year it was written back in december of 19 and um it was just really from a state of of looking at everything and and realizing that there's a lot of crazy shit going on in the world right now and something's going to happen. And sure enough, a lot of shit happened this year. I mean, from, you know, civil unrest to this virus. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, there's so much, you know, negativity and this, that, and the other where something had to give, you know? Yeah. Yeah. and the well, the craziest thing too is is just the way that it ended up being released, especially being released in the beginning of May in twenty twenty, right after the pandemic hit, and right after that all started going on. All of a sudden, you release a song called Uprise, and it kind of gives this more anthemic hard rock feel. And then following that, even with what happened with all of a sudden um, all the protesting that happened, it kind of just was. It seems weird to say, but it was feel, felt like it was released. Oddly enough, at the perfect time, because it really encapsulated the feel, especially within America, of what was going on right as it was released and then right after it was released as well. So in that way, in the way that like kind of like social things were happening, it really kept it really had a great shelf life in terms of a single coming out, because just with everything that was going on, it had the feel that really amplified the feelings that a lot of people were having at the time. So it just kind of gave away. It's all of a sudden like, okay, it's going to be prominent here. It's going to be prominent here and just keeps going on with everything going on. It just stayed prominent throughout so many different months of the year. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was, it was a little scary. I'm not going to lie because the song came out the same week um, that all the, the George Floyd stuff happened. And, and we didn't know like what people were going to, tie this song to and you know politically and all this stuff even though it was not written about anything uh to do with that i mean it was just it was it was interesting to see such an intense um reality i mean with everything going on and and the fact that the song was so relevant in capturing that energy uh was a little scary (laughs) I mean, it can definitely see it in a way, but it seems like with a lot of, especially this year, I'm going to use a perfect example for it with certain bands when they release certain things or they have certain things written, all of a sudden they release them. And then something like this happens where it's just the song perfectly ties into a different changing social structure, certain social emotion that's going on. I mean, take a look at what Bring Me the Horizon did with just everything around post-human survival horror because they released Parasite Eve. They'd written that before the pandemic and it's like, okay, now it's starting to get worse or get better. Who knows? Is it too soon to release something like this? But when they did, so many people were into it and so many people loved it. Then all of a sudden when they released everything alongside um, with the whole entire EP and right before a U.S. presidential election and how a lot of the feelings just end up encapsulating what was going on at the time. It just was the perfect time to release it because so many people, especially here in America, just got into something like that. So that's one right. of the reasons why that EP blew up. But I think it's another reason to take a look at what happened with Uprise as well and why it stayed relevant for that long. Because 
even though it wasn't necessarily about that stuff it written wise, but it just encapsulated the overall emotion of America at the time. Right. Right. It was, uh, yeah. And that, and that's what really the, the meaning of the song we're starting to feel that I think even last year is just, there's a lot of civil political societal buildup to all this tension. And, uh, this year was just, you saw the release of all of it. And it was just like, damn, like <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> It, it really was because, I mean, there's even some punk rock records out there because, of course, me loving punk rock and that stuff, like right at the beginning of 2020, Anti-Flag released a new album that just was just super emotionally charged, super raw, super visceral, that kind of precursed everything that was going to happen in 2020 in a way. And then going through it, there were a couple other albums like a band called Rebelmatic out of New York. They're a punk band. I got to interview their lead singer as well listening to their album called Ghost in the Shadows, like it encapsulated a lot of that in a different punk rock sense. And then Rise Against yep. released something back in September, which I'm like, it's super, it's like that polished punk sound that I absolutely love, you know, hence the Rise Against t-shirt because that's me, Ooh. as always. But it's just like, it just <laughs> like a lot of the times, like those emotions perfectly encapsulated what was going on. And then when it comes to Uprise, once again, it just did the exact same thing. So it's odd to say that you released it at the perfect time just because of everything that happened in America around the time of its release, just before and after. But that's not something that you can necessarily predict, especially on the no. after side of it. Right. Exactly. It just ended up working out. I mean, it uh, it's very, very current. I don't know. <laughs> it, it is, but I think the, and the biggest thing, too, is it's just because it has that consistent hard rock driving force behind it too which gives it that anthemic vibe that just can be attached to so many things and especially when you have a title on it called uprise it's gonna it's that people are gonna definitely create their own meaning to the song based on what they're listening to exactly exactly it's so relevant because it allows the listener to really give their spin on it you know or just let their mind mentally um you know form their own personal um I guess, relevance to the song. Oh yeah. That, and that's one thing that is, I've kind of seen consistently where there's people where I've had in the podcast as well. They've, I've asked about their songs and I've had them say, well, what did you think it was about? I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. And it's like, if I had it written down, like I have a super long list of it. I'm just like, okay, go through it. And then they kind of freak them out as well, because then instead of me asking them what they think the song is about, they were asking me what I thought the song was about. Like they flipped the whole review on it, but it's kind of cool in a way because then you get to see how people interpret your song based on their own personal experiences, what they're going through at the time of their first listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, we actually, like, well, this is regarding the video for it, but um, like, you know how there's a lot of like um, crazy, like rioting and protesting clips and stuff like that. I think it had actually gotten banned in some country in like Eastern Europe because one of the clips was uh, of something civil, some kind of like civil war in their, <laughs> in their country. <laughs> Whoops. So uh, yeah, it had gotten banned like in like one country, but it's okay. There's like a hundred other countries where it's fine. So. Yeah, and, and if they have something like a VPN attached to their computer, they just have to VPN another country, and all of a sudden, bing, bang, boom, they can watch it. Hence yep. how I watch German Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> German <laughs> Netflix? What? They got, some, they got some great movies on there, man. Trust me. 
there was there was there was one night there was one day i just went on there I'm like okay let's see what's on german netflix and i watched like one whole like just while i was working on something i had on one whole season of rick and morty then i watched Glorious bastards and schindler's list there you go <laughs> like i'm like this is just a crazy arc i'm going on man but it works i was like okay i, I can get behind this so like okay get this on my phone get this on my computer on the amazon fire stick let's go there you go so for, <laughs> so if anyone's in that country in eastern europe that the uprise video got banned from um using a vpn works let me tell you <laughs> there you go there, again, there i go again yeah, you promote, can find it somewhere i'm like i'm trying to promote the video even more so look at me go i'm never stopping yep. So once Uprise was released, what was the initial reception that you guys got from not only fans that you guys already had, but from people that necessarily didn't know the band except from hearing that song? Uh, I mean, it was obviously like there was an instant like it's easy to to get into the song, like, I guess, like uh, sonically, like because it's real catchy, but everyone was loving it. Um and really just like, you know, taking to the, the meaning of the song, like because of the uh, the message is so relatable in a, in a general sense, like we were talking. Um, I don't know, man, like as soon as it went to radio, like it just started spreading like wildfire. And um, I remember watching the, the view count like on YouTube and then the Spotify streams and everything. And it was just like growing faster than anything we had released before. And I mean. It was, like there was no going back. <laughs> oh, I understand. I'm trying to make sure I get the stats right now on all this stuff so I don't mess this up because taking a look at the sing or just yeah, taking a look at the video itself on YouTube as of filming this, right now it sits at 151,207 views. So still crazy, that's, man. That's still pretty damn good. Then taking a look at Spotify because I also have that open. 792,119 streams as of the recording of this right now. Dude, and that's crazy because it's, uh, so it was released in May. So that's May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So that is essentially over 100,000, what, 115,000 streams a month. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, if you average it out, I mean, I I know for sure there was definitely uh, like uh wasn't just one hundred fifteen thousand consistently because uh, once it hit radio airplay, that's when it really started taking off. Because I yep. don't I like I'll put it this way for from my standpoint, I don't remember it being on radio around here in terms of local radio due to the fact that a I don't think local local radio around here in Milwaukee really doesn't play anything new. Two. I don't listen to local radio here in Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm always listening yep. to all my own stuff. So I'm like, I got my trusty, dusty old iPod. I got my little FM transmitter in the car. So if I'm driving around, I'm blasting Uprise by Kingdom Collapse. And everyone's looking at me like, what the heck's he listening to? And I'm just sitting there just going like, ah! just having a blast <laughs> doing it. I've also freaked people out with other stuff like um, Rise Against, Baby Metal. Um, i trying to think of some other good stuff. The Ghost Inside, you know, all good kind of stuff this year. Oh, yeah. But then what really ended up happening was, especially through certain things online where people were starting to get galvanized on certain Facebook groups to request the single on Sirius XM Octane. It seems like that's really where the song started to take off. Dude, yes. Um, 
you know, I got to give it to uh, Joe Alfano for like with all the groups, like um, we had built the Kingdom Collapse Army and what, like November, December of, of this last year and um, really built or kind of captured in or started, you know, building this community of uh, a lot of our fans and followers and friends and family and um, and it grew and grew and grew. And then Uprise hit and we just had this this huge community ready to like, you know, do whatever was necessary to push this song. And it was like, it's crazy. Literally a Kingdom Collapse army behind us spamming that shit and sending like sharing it and posting it and promoting it over and over and over daily and other groups on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere, dude. It's and we're at like I think we're at like 1800 members in the army now and it's crazy dude like a lot of the success of uprise is due to um all the hard work that joe did um really growing the kingdom collapse army group i'll say get big shots to joe because the this year for the three bands that really i think especially more independent wise that really sprung up on octane this year where it came collapse, any given sin, and Saul and Joe Final works with all three of those groups, and all the time I was seeing people post about you know when it comes to the surveys that come out for like the the Air Force surveys, like what was your favorite song from this year? So many people were putting stuff by these three bands, and when it came to just people requests of the galvanization of all these fans from people, because it was just okay if we're gonna request this stuff, um, you know, sending emails respond to their Instagram posts and Twitter tweet at these guys tweet at grant random tweet at all these different octane uh, yep. DJs to all of a sudden place up because the more you tweet, the more you see, the more they see it. And the more they see it, the more they're going to think about playing it because the more people are requesting it. So all of a sudden the point where you're taking a look at the top plays on octane and you're seeing independent bands start to pop into the top 10 every single week now. Cause every single time I see like the big guns, uh, top like the top list for the week every time i'm looking at it, it there's always at least one independent band in there now and it was at first it was you guys and as time has gone especially with saul releasing their new album they've been on yep. there as well and even since been consistently on there for the past like three months now and it's just something where when the fans are galvanized behind this and they're pushing something like this you can create a lot of positive press behind it in a way because again they're gonna be the ones requesting it and people that listen that stuff listen to octane because there's no other station that's playing this good kind of stuff out there especially locally what are they gonna end up listening to they're gonna listen to octane listen whatever comes through and all of a sudden they're gonna hear uprise by king collapse and they're gonna hear it maybe twice one week and all of a sudden the next week you know middle july all of a sudden i'm starting to see posts that you guys are making saying that it was the number one played song in Octane Dude, one yeah. week in July. And then all of a sudden it was the same thing again the next week. Yeah. Two weeks straight. I think it played like 50, like 45, 50 times a week. Yeah. We were like, holy shit. I didn't expect that, man. But that is a, a direct, um, you know, effect of, of everyone really, you know, pushing it and requesting it and promoting it on Twitter and, and sending out tweets. And at one point we were getting, you know, Kayla Riley, Katie Babs, Grant Random, even Chris Jericho, uh, all of the uh, the hosts, obviously Jose Mangan and uh, all of them, they were all personally giving shout outs and 
I've been seeing all the requests for Kingdom Collapse Uprise and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, they really do watch it. And um, yeah, but I mean, really, even with all the radio stuff, a, a huge factor to the, the success of, of Uprise was uh, Gary and Rob over at Landshark. Uh, they were our radio team and, and really successfully uh, got Uprise in the door at Octane and, and pushed it hard. So, I mean, uh, it really takes a village and, and there's a lot of people to thank for the success of um, Uprise and, and everything that happened with it. So, and I'm not going to go through and th- read off the names of 1.8 thousand members on the Kim Collapse Army because that would take up a lot of time. But p- for everyone that's on the Kim Collapse Army, please know that we, it's not only is a fan that's part of the army like myself recognizing all this stuff, but the band is as well. So, oh, yeah, it's something that is absolutely, oh, yeah, we're and- super thankful. I mean, I think. Obviously, the the campaign with Uprise and the Army um, have been two things this year that really um, we're super thankful for um, our following and and obviously some of the success that has happened so far, despite not being able to play, you know, tour or play live at all, hardly, except for the very last show or second to last show. Yes, I was second to uh, last one. Was in Chicago with you. And, uh, yeah, after that we went to Madison, Indiana, and then like got our asses back home to Texas. But, uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited to get back out there. Yeah. And even for the army as well, cause I still remember when I got added to the group, there might've been like six or 700 members at the time. And this was right either right before, right after uprise came out. So all of a sudden it's grown by over a thousand since then. And I've seen many posts already of people saying, you know, can we get to 2000? Can we get to 2000? But um, so for everyone listening to this, if you're not part of the King Collapse Army, uh, go to the link in the description of the podcast because there'll be a link for the King Collapse Army and request to join because it's a fun group to be a part of. You want to be a part of this group. I mean, I can't yeah, think dude. of any other reason why you wouldn't want to be a part of it. I mean, you, this guy requests it. I mean, where's my finger? Either this, I don't know which way I'm going to be. So yeah, whatever, whatever that way, the video that shows way, that up way. <laughs> I think it's going to be, I can't ever remember. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. The army's great, dude. We have, uh, there's a lot more like, I guess, content, uh, from time to time. That'll be, that's posted daily in there that we don't necessarily post on our normal pages on social media. Um, a lot more interaction and cool stuff, like an occasional, uh, teasers to new songs and, and just contests sometimes merch giveaways. Like we do some cool stuff in there, um, pretty often. So it's definitely the place to stay up to date with all things Kingdom Collapse. Oh, it it definitely is as well because not only that, but I remember they were talking about a teaser. This was back at you know middle end of October. There was a teaser for some kind of song that was coming out, and everyone's like, "Oh, is it going to be a new song? What's this thing going to be?" Then all of a sudden, I'm starting to see videos on the Kingdom Collapse page where all of a sudden there's a live show and you're going up and performing with Saliva. Dude, it was crazy how that happened. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll tell you the story from start to finish of how that all that happened. Well, all right. uh, I've always loved Saliva. I've always loved the song Always. Obviously, I love like Click Click Boom and a lot of their other stuff, but Always was always a song that resonated with me, and and I I was always fascinated by it. So um, about a year or two back, like. I had uh, 
recorded a cover of Always Just for Fun and uh, never finished it. It was just a kind of little uh, thing for fun on the side. And, and this quarantine hit and we were starting to think about, you know, what are we going to release after Uprise? Like, obviously, we're going to attack the new album in the new year. But until then, um, what what's something cool we can release for fun, like a cherry on top, just a bonus, like B-side or whatever? Um, well, there's the Always cover. And uh, so I finished it up and it ended up turning out really cool. And and I was like, dude, what if we shot a video for it and uh, released it out there in the meantime to you know, to uh, hold people over until the new album or the next single for the new album. And, uh, and everyone was liking the idea. And so basically our manager, Aaron reached out to Paul from saliva and, uh, you know, we kind of wanted to get the official saliva thumbs up endorsement on the song and, you know, for an article, get maybe a quote from him. Like, you know, if he dug the song and turns out he dug the song and uh showed the rest of the band they loved it and uh and turns out saliva was playing in san antonio a week later at some uh like outdoor festival right and uh he was like hey we should hang out in san antonio next week uh, i can get you on the guest list blah 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 and and then i was like dude how about like <laughs> would I be able to just get up there during always and sing part of it with y'all? <laughs> like, yeah, I can definitely make that happen. And, uh, and sure enough, we made it happen and it was really fun, man. It was very surreal. Like I would have never thought that when we would release that cover that the same week or the week before I'd be actually singing it with saliva. So I don't know. It just came together and it was one of those things where it just, you know, it just happened. I don't know. I was gonna say after we talk about the uprise release and all of a sudden this with the always single, it seems like you just have this weird, uncanny timing on everything that just works out real well. Because if you're gonna release it and all of a sudden a week beforehand, you also get to go on stage with saliva and perform part of the song with them. That just adds so much to it because especially with those videos from that I saw from like, I forgot who shot the one. Cause it was from the side of the stage as well. So it was probably someone that was hanging out. With that was Aaron. Shot. Yeah. It was Aaron. Was okay. Aaron. Yep. Cause when Aaron shot it, it was, you could hear it. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't, is that Jonathan or is that just normal saliva right there? Like it was pretty spot on. So I'm like, alrighty. I'm kind of hoping that if whatever they're teasing to be released at this point is the cover of always, because like that just makes so much sense. And when it was released, I'm like, okay, this is it. This is a good surprise because it, but it, it was made even better due to the fact that we had the teaser from that live video to basically sink our teeth into him and just get ready for it. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy how that worked out. And it, yeah, it was a matter of days after that. And it was out. Yeah, that's, I think that's it was exactly a week. It's just, it's just crazy how you guys just have this weird timing on almost everything, <laughs> man. Dude, yeah, like we try to. I don't know, get ahead of, of the plans where um, everything is executed as well as it can be and not rushed. Um, obviously, with the quarantine and everything going on, um, it's a little hard to predict. But um, we always try to make sure we do everything, make all the right steps and and execute everything the right way. 
it, it is hard to predict, and there are a lot of bands right now that are in the same boat as you guys. So, I mean, pretty much every band is in the same boat as you guys, where it's hard to predict anything. Like, when are live shows coming back? I know that we're getting the, the there's multiple companies that have like their vaccines go as the time we're shooting this for the coronavirus, their vaccines going through the approval process. Pfizer, yeah. Moderna, um, AstraZeneca, I think they're doing theirs as well. So there's like, like there's potential for live shows, I think, to come back like middle of spring 2021 because i already saw bring me the horizon put a like the, together a small european tour beginning like beginning middle of may so as much i'm saying you know this isn't necessarily something that's going to be concrete but again there's hope there where this stuff's going to start happening however within that time from when that shutdown happened like say i think it was march 17th till we get this done and we kind of able to go back to you guys playing live shows and me getting beat up in a mosh pit for fun it's going to be something where you got to just make sure you're constantly trying to make the best moves possible going forward. When with Uprise, with the Always cover as well, I mean, you guys really hit the mark on it in a really in a really interesting way because, again, with Uprise, with what led up to it, you guys released at a good time, but then you couldn't really predict what was going to happen right after the release. With the Always release, it was the fact that you got to go on and perform the song with Saliva a week before you guys released it and you got that teaser in there. It just worked out perfectly in a way to the point where, again, taking a look at the Spotify listener count, because I remember the last time when I saw when I saw you guys live, the listener count overall, monthly listener count was like around 19,000, maybe if I remember. And I remember after the peak of Uprise on Octane, all the radio play, it was at around 120,000. And now it's it was dude. Yeah. you caught that. Yeah, I didn't catch that. And then now it's at about, you know, we're about four, four and a half months out from or about five months, actually, out from the Uprise release when it or not only the Uprise, but Uprise being peak plays on Sirius XM Octane. And the monthly listener count is not at that one hundred twenty thousand marker, unfortunately, but it's at ninety thousand still. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's dude. still absolutely yeah, insane. It's crazy, dude. I think the most monthly listeners we had ever gotten before Uprise was 38,000, 39,000. And for it to peak at four times that, you know, and then rest at, at 90 is like, I will take it. I mean, that that's huge. It's not about going from here to here overnight, but just a constant, like this year is just, even without the touring, like I said, it's just been a constant, um, you know, rise and, uh, uprise <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know, dude, it's crazy. I'm looking forward to when we can tour because it's just like, it's been our biggest year and our best year yet, even without the live department. So when you add the live department on top of it, I don't see, I don't see this year as, as such a uh, failure or anything. Like it's definitely been a success at least for us um, personally this year. But the fact that we're doing so well now, then live, you know, the the touring and and live department will come back. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better, especially with the new album and everything. Oh, yeah, very much so. It's going to get better because once you guys are able to play live, you're going to be able to play Uprise live, you're going to see the crowd reaction from it and – whoever you end up playing with alongside you on whatever bill you're going to be on those fans are going to be able to get into you as well from that and there's also going to be some notoriety behind you guys already as well due to uprise being so successful on octane early or middle of 2020 
and with the always cover and with the new album coming out and I still remember when the new album announcement came out that you guys were making or working on the first full length team collapse album was when you guys dropped the Indiegogo campaign because it yep. like whenever you drop the Indiegogo campaigns, things really do work out well in the end. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy. The, um, the, obviously we're independent, but, um, we ended up raising over $7,000, uh, for the, for the new album with that thing. And, and obviously that's going towards, uh, like production for the album and, and distribution and, and all the costs that come with the whole entire, uh, you know, release of an album. Uh, there's so many different costs and, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. Um, and that was all, that was all the kingdom collapse army. You know, that was, I, I don't think there's a single person that wasn't in the army. I think it, I think it was all of them. <laughs> but again, it just, it kind of also speaks to the fact that Uprise being going so well on Octane as well, because with the people in the King Peps army, with the dedication that's behind it in order to get you guys to get to where we want to see you in terms of going from, you know, being more of an, being an independent band to all of a sudden being on these tours with some of these big bands going across the country, going across the world at some point. And then all of a sudden going from being the supporting act on those tours to being the headliner on those tours. We know your sound. We love your sound and we want to make sure that this happens. So we're going to make sure it happens. Also another question for you. When can I expect my sweatshirt? Uh, <laughs> so we're actually getting those in uh, this week and then we're going to be sending out all the orders. Um, <clears throat> we had gotten the wall flags in already and uh, some of the other stuff I've been doing the handwritten lyrics. Um, and basically we're waiting on the, the exclusive Indiegogo shirts to come in and the hoodies to come in and then we can send out all the orders. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I had to ask due to the fact that I just, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I just got to ask because out of all the band merch that I have all over the place, like I've got the most random stuff. I've got posters. I got skateboard decks. I got flags. I got little uh, custom Funko Pops of Spencer Charnas from Ice Nine Kills. I got the drum head. I've got so many different t-shirts. I don't have a sweatshirt for any band whatsoever. So that's why I had to ask because it's December now in Wisconsin. It's a little cold. And, you yeah. know, wearing a Kim Collab yep. sweatshirt places kind of seems like a good idea. Oh yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, the hoodie was a hit. Like I said, like with the, the Midwest and, and that area really taking a liking to, uh, to us, the hoodies were, were a big, big hit. I mean, I think we sold, I think probably like 50, 50, 60 hoodies, something like that. And I mean, for a Texas band, and it's like, <laughs> we, like there's hardly a time of year where you really need that much uh, layering in Texas. Like last week it was like 80 degrees. Like it was just like still 80 degrees. So it's like one of those things where, I mean, this morning it was cold and it will be for the next couple months, but, um, but it definitely gets cold the latest I would say in, in Texas. So um, yeah, but uh, we sold a lot, a lot more than I thought. Today when I would say when I woke up and I left for work, it was 25 degrees outside. 
I could have used that hoodie, man. Yeah, you need that hoodie. <laughs> Plus, also go go around wearing it to like different places. You know, if I'm going by a friend's house, all of a sudden everyone's wondering who the heck is that band because I've got a group of friends where all of a sudden they did not want to listen to really any of the music that I wanted to listen to. All of a sudden, I was playing uh, I was playing football on Thanksgiving with a couple of them, and all of a sudden, one guy looked at me, he's like, "You know what?" I'm really starting to get into this one band that you like. And I'm like thinking, okay, it could be any of these random bands that I like. I'm like, okay, which one is it? Uh, Motionless and White. And I looked and I'm like, wait, out of all the ones you picked, Motionless and White? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> like this opens up so much more because that's how I got into metalcore was through most of them. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to start getting all these guys into metalcore. All of a sudden, live shows are going to come back and I'm going to be taking them to all these different shows. They're going to probably want to steal my King Collapse hoodie, which I won't let them do because that is mine, dang it. <laughs> Yeah, tell them to buy their own. <laughs> oh, I'll, oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say, give me your phone, and I'll just set up the link. I'll just, set, I'll just find the link. You know, we'll just get them all on the phone, but say, just put your credit card information, sir. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's what we call guerrilla <laughs> marketing, baby. <laughs> yep. So now, with we got this new album coming out at some point in 2021. How is everything going right now with the creation of it, the production of it, as we stand right now? Uh, we're probably about two thirds done with the album right now. Uh, the songs are coming out great. I'm excited for a lot of these. Like, it's definitely the sound that that Kingdom Collapse uh, that people know us for. Um, but then there's also some songs that explore some new territory that that a full length album allows us to do. There's more. There's more room for. Um, more than just like because we released several singles back to back to back for a bit and uh the album really allows for more album songs and like you know songs that uh maybe explore more of a ballady feel or like you have your heavy stuff you have your radio type stuff you have your ballad type stuff and anywhere in between and uh there's a lot of cool stuff coming out See, what I'm excited for is because it seems like with those singles, and one thing I'm always big on with bands is every band's going to have a core sound to them that's going to be uniquely theirs, okay? And no band's going to have the same sound as them. And I'll th- throw out a couple examples. Take a look at Disturbed. Every, like, when you hear Disturbed song, there's this innate certain sound to it, especially with the guitar work, that you know what's a Disturbed song. And I'm not even including David Draymond's vocals, because once you hear him start singing, you're like, yep, the mixture that Linkin Park created for themselves. Yep, you know exactly what it is. So what I'm saying is there's always a band. If ever it's a band, you always have a certain core sound, and it always takes time to find it. But as you guys release those singles, it seems like you really found it within this more hard rock, alt metal kind of sense. And yep. what that allows you to do on a, on a full-length album is you know what that is, and then you can start branching out different places, trying different things within, like alongside that core sound as well. A great example of it, of a band that put out their their first album of the year in 2020, I'm going to mention them again, it's Saul, because Saul did the exact same thing where they you found their core sound, they put in an album, and it was one of the best albums of the year in 2020. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was fantastic. So in terms of the way that you guys are working this and how your thought process is right now, it seems like you kind of have the makings and the moldings to be that, but for 2021. Just be what Saul was in 2020, but for 2021, it's like everyone's looking like who's going to be take that position. Boom. It could be easily be Kingdom Collapse. I hope to God it is because, again, take a look at what they're doing right now. Holy crap. You guys can take that like spot next year. Dude, um, 
we definitely have a lot of a lot of big stuff brewing like with with this album and kind of behind the scenes figuring out how we're going to release it and stuff like that but but yeah i mean the the songs are coming out great we have a rough idea of which song is going to be our next single uh there's one in particular that um had came out great and um even just in some of these early uh preliminary mixes like it's already sounding great and um i'm really excited for it uh and it's possibly the title track for the, the whole album oh yeah dude see now you're getting me excited i want to ask more questions about it but i don't want to push you guys into too much to give i don't want to push in too much to give you like too much away to everybody i want to keep it you know somewhat mysterious in a way <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't know they they all feel like we could you know, send them to Octane and, and they're in that format, but there's this one in particular that, that really captures, I think 50% of that familiarity, familiarity of Kingdom Collapse's sound. And then there's like this freshness or kind of some, some newer territory where I, I really, um, push my clean range higher than it's, than it's been, um, for some of our older songs um, and really like I've been taking care of my voice a lot more than, than I have in the past this year, you know, less drinking, more working out, more cardio and taking care of my lungs and, you know, all that. And um, I'm really seeing it in the studio where um, I'm able, my range is, is, you know, higher than it, than it was because I've been taking care of myself, I can hit some high notes and, and, uh, and there's in the bridge of this one song, I really take it there. And uh, it's exciting to, to capture that on, on the recording. So where I'm excited to hear that is because when you take a look at vocalists that have that kind of a range to do so many different things, you can really take so many songs in so many different directions and you can just encapsulate so many different feelings and emotions based off of that. I mean, take a look at what Linkin Park was able to do with Chester Bennington with just the different screams, but then also when he sang clean at the same time as well, just there was a certain emotion that just hit you really hard that just expanded on so much of what they could do. Bringing the horizon with Ollie Sykes with, again, you take a listen to anything on post-human survival horror, like take a look at, take a listen to Kingslayer, and he's all over the place where he's got that like, the suicide season, like deathcore vocals in there at some point. Then they've got the separaternal unclean vocals. Then he goes clean at some point. So it's all over the place. But what right. those different, what that massive range of vocals allows you to do is it allows you to try so many different things. It opens up a world of possibilities for your music going forward. Yep. Yep. And, and for the first time, I mean, we really, uh, I really took my, my clean vocals higher in the, in this one particular song and, I mean, it, it has all that power that a lot of the other songs do, but just in a, uh, I don't know, you'll just have to hear it. You'll, it just, it sounds good. <laughs> oh, man, you're, it's every time I keep hearing it, it's like, come on, come on, more of a sudden, you're going to just have to hear it. Oh, come on, man, I want to hear it now. But uh, I might send it to you here pretty soon, but but uh, the public is going to have uh, to wait on it. Oh, and you know the day that it comes out. You just got to let me know what day it comes out. And it will be the featured song of the day feature on that day. Just like Uprise was because, well, yeah, it's going to have to be. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, That's man. just the way I believe it. It's going to have to be that way. 
I'm so excited to get this new stuff out. Like everyone's been, you know, asking for uh, a full length for a bit and, and it just makes sense, um, you know, to attack that now. So that's what we've been doing. And like I said, about maybe two thirds of the album is done already. And um, the next month or two, we should have it pretty much tackled. So. Is there any yeah. expectation on a timeline for when this stuff could get released? Not asking specific dates because I don't want to give too much away, but just a little bit of a kind of like that uh, always teaser that you do when you have the uh, live performance with saliva, like a little teaser of when people can expect it. Because again, 2020 has been such a wacky, weird year, just giving more people something to look forward to in 2021, because there might be someone who's just like, you know what, just looking for something to really look forward to. And this could be the thing where there's like, there's, yeah. Yeah. And obviously we haven't committed to a release date yet. There's so many factors up in the air with everything going on right now and uh, how we're going to release it. But um, we're looking at mid 2021 around summer. So I, I can't say any more than that because I don't know, but uh, it's, it's going to be around the summer. And that's, all I kind of was hoping for on that one so that I could have a little bit more of an expectation. Cause like we were talking about with earlier with live shows and potentially coming back, you know, mid to late spring of 2021. And all of a sudden there's going to be a lot of bands that are going to be trying to tour at that time because of what happened in 2020. So there's going to, so all of a sudden when you release new music, there's going to be potential for people to listen to it and then go see it live right away. And then also for bands that have released stuff in 2020 or are going to release stuff in 2021 that are looking to build these tours and get supporting acts to go along with them. Ding, ding, ding. Team Collapse is right there for the taking to take out oh. some of these tours. And trust me, if if whoever's listening to this, taking Kim Collapse on tour is probably one of the smartest moves you can make going into 2021. So... Make sure you write that down. Write down on a piece of paper, email to yourself, text to yourself, um, write it on your arm, carve it in your walls, put it on a, like carve it in a rock. Um, get one of those like magic uh, erase or like magic ink markers that you write on the wall and it disappears, but you turn on a black light and then you can see it like in Gone in 60 Seconds with the list. Yeah, yep. just write that over every. Go to, write it go, everywhere. Go to independent <laughs> music venues and write it on their walls. Well, maybe not because that's kind of vandalism at that point, but um, they plan it in their heads as well because all of a sudden when King Claps comes to town, they're going to be super excited for it. I mean, I know I would. Yep. Yeah, dude. I definitely agree, man. Um, next year looks like it'll be a, another big year for us. So we're excited. Well, it seems like every single year up to this point, it seems it just keeps getting better and better for you guys. Where 2019 got uh, got some traction this year. Holy crap. Again, Uprise really did a number for you. And next year, you got a new album coming out. And especially with the hope that touring returns, seeing what you guys could do with that. I mean, there's the potential just to keep this thing growing is just gigantic at this point. Dude. Um, I feel like that, that train is rolling and it's not gonna, it's not just gonna stop. I mean, I think, uh, as long as we keep at it and keep working hard and, and pushing forward and, and planning, like things are happening, man, they'll, they'll continue. So I'll say, I know we talked about a little bit earlier off the air, but I want to ask this question. If you can't answer it, do not be afraid to say, no, I don't want to answer that question because I'll just say, okay, next question kind of thing. But 
going into 2021, is there any potential link-ups or tours that might be happening where Kim Collapse might be on or anything we could expect in that front? Again, if you don't want to say anything, don't have to. I'm just going to ask just in case you feel free to. Yeah, um, we've gotten some opportunities um, and some people reaching out that we're exploring right now. I can't say specifics, but um, there have been several and uh, some pretty cool ones. So uh, we're exploring that and seeing um, what some of these uh, um, opportunities, you know, hold and what's behind the curtain, you know. So um, a, a big factor of that is what's going on with with the virus and everything right now. But um, when they start rescheduling, there's some stuff where we're kind of on the list for so and that's that's the perfect way to describe it because for all the kim collapse fans out there just know this that when it comes to tours returning and when it comes to you know people putting together these nice big package tours that happen that go to let's just say some rather prominent music venues it's like i'll use the midwest example place that go to the aragon barm in chicago place that go to the rave here in milwaukee place that go to the armory in minneapolis and that place holds 8400 people and it's a freaking riot going in there because it's an old it's it's the old minneapolis lakers arena it looks like a hockey bar which is just freaking awesome to be at yeah those types of venues those are the types of concerts and tours that we're talking about here again we're not going to put specifics out there but in terms of just an idea of, okay, what kind of tours are we expecting? Those are the kind of size that we're talking about here. Hell yeah. Yep. It's like, I, th- I hope that's okay to say. If not, I'm gonna have to edit that one out. <laughs> no, that's good. That's fine, man. That's like the perfect, I think that's the perfect teaser to put in there too. Cause it's just like, Oh, we, we, it's, you're going to get people thinking you get people uh, thinking, okay, you know, who could it be? What could be work in the works here? And all of a sudden, it's just people are going to be able to, not only that, but the exciting part about it too is people that are fans of these bands that you could potentially be linking up with, then are going to get to know your music at the same time as well. And the best part about it too is is taking a look at a bright side in terms of COVID-19 where people are going to be just, once live shows come back, people like myself and a lot, like a lot of people in the King Collapse Army are going to be just super excited just to go and see a live show no matter what it is and there's gonna be people all over the world that are like that as well so all of a sudden they're gonna see a band that they really like that's gonna be on that bill they're gonna go and they're not gonna just see that one band they're gonna be there for the whole entire thing because of how much they miss it how much they want to experience the whole entire show due to the fact that we missed it for over a year and then all of a sudden they're going to see you guys. They're going to get to see you guys live. And all of a sudden you're going to start having more fans pop up left and right all due to that. Yep. Yeah, dude. It's, it's really a kind of a, a domino effect. It's like, there's so many uh, of our followers all over the U S where, I mean, even UK and everything now where dude, I'm so ready to get out there because we'll, like like what we did in Chicago in March, you know, just like finally meeting and and hanging out like um, with so many of of these, you know, Kingdom Collapse Army members and, and fans and followers and friends of ours. Um, we're excited to to get out there in person and, and just, you know, keep building um, our fan base and and make new friends and and uh just keep building it dude it's just like a snowball (laughs) 
Oh yeah, it's like a, like a snowball. I mean, in Texas, you guys really don't get those, but up here, we know what those snowballs can do when you pack them up nice and big, and all of a sudden you roll them down a hill. Um, yep, it's it's kind of like a mosh pit on ice. Yeah, you just have tumbleweeds down here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> M- mosh pits of tumbleweeds. Um, that could be interesting. Huh, I might have to make I might have to make a trip down to Texas because I know I from doing this podcast I know a good number of bands down in Texas now that would probably like to see me take on like a hundred tumbleweeds at one time. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I mean realistically there's not there's not a whole lot of tumbleweeds or anything that's more of a hollywood type thing but um but yeah dude <laughs> hey man you never know if i if anyone can find something random it's gonna be me i mean i've found a bunch of random stuff in my lifetime god i got into some weird <laughs> wacky situations somehow made the most out of them there you go dude but one thing I was going to add to like with everything, when you get able to go out and tour, when it comes to like, like what we did in March, when I got to see you guys play live in Chicago, where I get to meet you for the first time and I actually got to hang out and talk with you guys for a bit at the same time as well with everyone. That's a part of the King collapse RB and everyone that really helped push uprise on Akin is really helping this band get to where you guys want to be. When it comes to the fact that you guys are gonna be able to get out and tour once again, and you're gonna be able to meet these people and see them face to face just that kind of an interaction creates such a super duper, and I use super duper because I love that term, super duper emotional connection for the positive between you guys and your music and everyone in the King Collapse Army that you meet because now they're, again, you're getting, you're putting a face to the name, you're putting a face to the person, you're putting a face to the music, and you're putting that personality to the music as well, and you're really getting that genuine connection there. And that's something that at times bands do forget about because, you know, you get so many fans to the point where, it's hard to try and keep up, but just being able to respond to the fans, being able to connect with them live, being able to talk to them in person, it adds so much power to it. it adds so much. What's the correct word? I'm trying to think like, um, like emotional, uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of a, like emotion. I got, I can't think of mo- I I'm just completely losing it right now. I had the word in my head and I completely lost it. Like emotional like equity. Deeper, I don't know. Like- there we go. A what? Emotional equity. I had to think of like some financial term for this one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> T- only took me long enough. Jeez. <laughs> See, this kids, this is what happens when you go into mosh pits and you just get hit in the head a lot. Sometimes you forget big words. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's one thing I, I probably I honestly miss the most is because I just remember getting hit in some of those mosh pits. It's like, it just feels like, I, I don't know why. I just love the adrenaline rush of it. And then having with being without it for almost nine months is just, Oh man, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. I tried jumping out it of is. a plane to recreate the feel and it just wasn't the same. It's really weird, man. Like it's, um, I've really been itching to get back out there. It's like, it's a big part of, of what we do. And then for that to just be completely dead right now, sucks. So it, it really, it really does. And I know I've seen a couple of bands, a couple of people, they've been doing live shows like what you do with saliva as well. But for the most part right now, it's just, it's such a small crowd and it's, it sucks because everyone wants, because with that small of a crowd, I mean, it's great to be out there and be in front of people and perform in front of people. But it's just because I've been to some shows where 
since the pandemic had been to two and one had about 250 people there. One had about 50 maybe. And it's just, it's just not, it, it's, it's a great to see bands live. It's great to support them, but just without everyone being like packed in there and just like basically in like a group, a group of like 250 to a thousand people, 3000, 5,000, 15,000. Hell, if you get a million, like Metallica did, but everyone just enjoying the music for that positive feel that everyone has and that positive connection everyone has towards it. It's just, it's such a therapeutic experience at the same time too, that especially in 2020 with everything that happened politically, everything happened with COVID-19, all the separation, we need that so damn bad. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's overdue, man. Like this is unheard of, of how long uh, this shutdown has been like just a shutdown in the first place. Historically, I, I don't think has really ever happened at, at least this long. <laughs> Well, in, I would say in terms of, like, in, t- well, in our lifetime, definitely nothing like this happened this long. But, you know, if you go you go back to, you know, further in the past with, uh, like, World War II, like, there was a lot of things that were shut down during that time to either help the war effort, especially over in Europe, to help right, the war effort right. or to basically prevent any mo- further destruction, devastation within the population. But it's something where when it comes to more like of a pandemic kind of sense, has stuff like this happened before yeah there's been pandemics before but nothing in any recent memory where a lot of us can remember because i think the last big pandemic was 1918 so that's over 100 years ago right so this is something completely new to all of us yep yep yeah dude it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) but in 2021 um if it's possible sir can you make me a promise I think so. I think I can. When live shows return, because I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when, because things look like yeah. at some point in 2021 live shows will return. Yep. Is it possible to some way and somehow play within 100 miles of my vicinity? So that includes Milwaukee, Madison, and Chicago. Because I want to see you guys live again. Oh, dude, we're going to get back up there. I mean, our goal is once things are open we're at it full force so um especially since uprise and everything that's going on um that was our goal anyways like we had so much stuff booked and we had to cancel it all and um it'll be cool to to get out there because we'll probably be touring um way more frequently than we were before before this thing so and that's just something that not a lot of people can say honestly not a lot of bands can say to the point where when COVID-19 ends the pandemic ends you guys are able to play live shows that you're gonna be touring a lot more than you would have beforehand I mean just take a look at that and just think about how far you guys have come however you don't want to just look and see you know how far we've come you want to keep that hungry you want to keep that just fire within your guys selves in order to just keep getting to that next level and then next level and next level just keep going 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 so all of a sudden yep. you know you're playing in front of like twenty thousand people in japan boom yeah dude um we're definitely in this for the long haul and and uh excited to uh to keep pushing it towards the top and i'm gonna be there helping you guys every step of the way as much as i can because i want to see that happen Hell yeah, dude. Me too. 
I think we all, uh, once we saw everything kind of take off earlier in the new year, it, it really is becoming more realistic uh, to see where this train is headed and, and where it's going. It's awesome, dude. Man, this train's headed to success. Just keep the train on the tracks, man. That's the right? best way I can put it. Exactly, dude. And by that, what we're doing. I'll say by that, just keep doing what you're doing and just keep that hunger, keep that fire within you guys to keep growing this band because you you guys definitely have a sound. You guys are definitely going places. You just got to keep making it happen. You know it, dude. Hell yeah. That's the plan. And as we close this out, sir, I, I always love having you on the podcast. And one thing I've been doing consistently now is always giving the guests on the show a chance to say whatever they want to say at the end of this. And now is that time. So Jonathan, take away with whatever the hell you want to say. Well, I guess I'll say, you know, if you're, you're new to hearing about kingdom collapse, uh, you know, uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, just type in kingdom collapse on there, Instagram, Twitter, um, the kingdom collapse army. Uh, it's a private group on Facebook, uh, 1800 members strong plus, probably hit 2000 here pretty soon but uh if you're curious to check out some of our music go to youtube spotify itunes kingdom collapse um check it out we have the the new album coming out in the new year a new single before that um yeah and we appreciate all the support from you kevin and the whole army and joe alfano and everybody that uh has played a part in uh supporting us and giving us a chance so well said sir and again thank you for the uh thank you as for you're welcome whatever however the heck we say anymore but as i close this out <laughs> i will say these couple of things one everything that jonathan said about where to find king collapse where to find the king collapse army and how to become a part of it alongside where to find their music and everything um, all you're going to have to do too is just take a look at the description of the podcast, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I'm going to have all the links for all that there. So you guys just have a one-stop shop. Click the link, bing, bang, boom. I'll also include their website and their wherever you can find their merch because you guys want to support this band? Yeah. Why don't you buy some merch? That sounds like a good idea to me. And yeah, I love that idea. Yeah. Go buy some merch, guys. It's, it's great, yeah. great for a Christmas present, your happy new year presents, uh, treat yourself days, whatever it might be. Kim Collapse stuff is the wear you want to be and what you want to be wearing. Trust me, I know this stuff. And as I bring this to a close, couple, two more things. One is I know that at some point in 2021, I'm going to be able to get to see you live. And I cannot wait for that moment once again. And hopefully... It's at my favorite place here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at the Rave. Hopefully in the ballroom because that place is going to hold like 3,000 people and that would just be awesome to see you guys play in front of that big of a crowd and also potentially to have me bleed out of my head after being in a mosh pit during one of your guys' songs. If that happens, do not be afraid because if I'm leaving, I'm not leaving to leave the whole entire place. I'm leaving because I'm trying to stop the bleeding before I get back in there, so... If I if I have to leave the the if I have to leave the pit in the crowd for a little bit, it won't be for long. There you go, man. Yeah, we're excited too. Looking forward to uh, getting back up there. And I will always end this with my classic because this is the third time you've been on the podcast. I've met you in person once before at the show in at the Brower House in Illinois, 
And yep. so I can't and we are and I can't wait to see you guys play live once again. I can't wait to have again on the podcast next year. So I cannot end this with a goodbye ever because that just doesn't seem right ever to me. Because I'm want I gotta get these plans to see you guys play live again. So gonna end it with my favorite thing in the world. See you later, Jonathan. See you, man. Whoa, 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 folks. That was my interview with Jonathan Norris of Kingdom Collapse. And let me tell you guys something. I know I mentioned that, you know, it's like him and I talked a little bit before the podcast, told me some of the behind the scenes stuff that was going on. I am not going to reveal the specifics of it, but I do want to say this. What we were talking about, the concerts that you guys can expect from them and the tours that they're going to be on, planning for 2021 when concerts return, and thinking, you know, Think venues again, like Aragon Ballroom, Chicago, the Rave here in Milwaukee, and even the Armory up in Minneapolis. I'm thinking Midwest up because, yes, that's what I'm familiar with. But thinking of venues like that, like capacity in the from anywhere from the low thousands to the high thousands, that's the type of crowd that you guys can expect to see at King Collapse shows in 2021. I am super excited for it. I hope to God they come somewhere near me, whether it's at the Rave in Milwaukee, Aragon, Chicago, anywhere in Chicago, uh, Troubadour, wherever it might be, the Sylvie in Madison, uh, even the Armory up in Minneapolis, how first have in Minneapolis even. I would absolutely love to see them play live once again. It is my plan. And when their new album comes out in 2021, we are going to make sure you guys hear about it on our stuff. And well, you guys are probably going to hear about it anyway because we want you to be part of that King Collapse Army. So please click the link in the description for that. Follow all their stuff, listen to all their music. You know we will keep pushing it for that. And that's going to be for me today, guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Corporate Crush Podcast. For the MSOGD rocks for rock and metal thrive. My name is Kevin. And you guys know how I am every single one. He's up to the big, healthy, and hearty. See you. Yeah. Oh.